Hello, frequent flyers, and welcome to Points of View, the Point Hacks podcast. I'm your host, David Walsh, and I talk to some of Australia's top points collectors. We dive into their backgrounds, stories, redemptions, and of course, their best hacks. Australians are points crazy, but mainly with frequent flyer points. There's a whole world of hotel points that goes relatively unnoticed in comparison. Point Hacks Managing Editor Daniel Skiveris is back to talk about the world of hotel points. All right, back for a second time, Mr. Skibberis, the managing editor of Point Hacks. How are you? Very good, Dave. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. Now it's 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 funny before before we jump into the the talking point of today, which is, uh, you know, spoiler alert, all about uh, the world of hotel points. Um, I remember finding out something very interesting about you, which <laughs> is that um, you live at a resort. Oh yes, yes, I do actually. I, I live in a resort on the Gold Coast. And um, probably half the resort are people like me who live there. Apparently, yeah. the rest of them are are tourists. <laughs> and um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I think I'm getting accustomed to you know the large swimming pools and the saunas, and um, it could be a good thing I living might, in a resort. But my, you can get spoiled. Too. I bet my mind was blown. When I found that out. What, what like what made you? decide to live in a resort? Um, well, I hadn't intentionally gone and looked out for a resort. But um, actually, actually, sorry, when I um, bought bought my place back in 2014, they were actually quite reasonable. A lot of the apartments in the resorts compared yeah. to just going into a into a normal apartment in a high-rise. And um, yeah, and look, it was about the fourth or fifth place I saw and I fell in love with it straight away. Yeah. I knew I needed to buy it and that's why I bought it. And it's in a great location. I literally can walk to the beach in about a minute. <laughs> yeah. Or I could choose one of the pools that we've got in there. One of them's heated. So, you can use it all year round. It's got a games room. Well, it's got a sauna. Yeah. It's really good. Hotel bar? No hotel bar. Uh, but there is a um, there is a place you can buy good coffee. Um, but look, there's some nice bars, not walking distance from there anyway so oh, beautiful like it's yeah. a uh, you know everyone says oh, so obviously you live on the gold coast everyone's uh you know there for the good weather yeah. uh, but to live in a resort that's just next level it is it is um pretty spoiled but you know <laughs> what anyone can do it i guess so <laughs> yeah yeah so it's so, so today we'll be talking about the world of hotel points now yes it's interesting when when you talk to just about everyone um, and you, you know, mention points, they think frequent flyer points. But there's, there's actually this whole world of hotel points that not many people are across. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, the first time I got introduced to a frequent... They call them frequent guest programs for hotels. Mm. Um, and so, the first time I got introduced to it was in 2006. I was living in Sydney at the time and um, I had a Hilton right near the work uh, near where I worked yeah. um, in the city and I just saw a little brochure for Hilton Honours where you can double dip and I was sort of a bit curious as to what all that well, meant. Well, if, if someone so, says I can yeah. double dip, I'm going to double yeah, dip. Yeah, exactly. And what that meant at the time is that you could double dip. So, if you stayed at a Hilton hotel, mm. you could double dip your earnings so you get Hilton honors points and you can elect to earn some frequent flyer points as well for an airline oh. now Hilton's changed that in the last few years um, so you earn, just earn more Hilton points yeah um, but that that sort of got me interested in um, frequent guest programs from then now back in 2006 there was still a lot of hotels didn't have them or they weren't promoted very much mm. nowadays 
look, they still play second fiddle in a way to airline programs. Yeah. But, but they're much more widespread and much bigger, especially in the United States. Oh, absolutely. But, but, but in Australia, um, th- there's been a lot of consolidation in the market now. And so, hotel chains are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, mm. and um, so, the programs have been getting bigger and bigger and more useful for people as well. Yeah. So, so, we'll touch on some of those yeah. consolidations. Mm. Um, but like at its core... How do hotel points differ from frequent flyer programs? Well, there's not really that much difference in terms of earning and redeeming. I mean, just like you go um, with an airline and you fly with them or one of their partners and mm. you earn points. Same with hotels. You might most hotel chains have different brands, so um, think of them as sort of like partner airlines if you're in the in the airline space. So if you stay in one of the hotel brands within a particular chain, you're going to earn points there as well. I think the key difference in the Australian market is in terms of being able to earn points with credit cards. So with airline frequent flyer points, there's many credit cards mm. uh, where you can earn those airline oh, points. Yeah. Whereas in Australia, in terms of for hotel points, there's very I can't even think of. I think there, there was a Hilton one actually, where it's a co-branded credit card. And aside from that, um, very limited ways to earn credit card points. American Express is 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 probably the standout there, where you can earn um, Hilton Honors points or Marriott Bonvoy points through their American Express rewards program. Mm. But aside from that, there's not not too many opportunities in the credit card space. So that's yeah. probably the main difference. Interesting. So they still has they still have the same core principles of the frequent flyer program. It's a, they have status levels as well. Yeah, most do. Yeah. Uh, most of the hotel programs do. There's one or two that that don't, but nearly all of them do. So even that's similar. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I it's a. Uh, I can imagine the the biggest upside for Australians is probably more for people that are traveling a lot, actually staying at these hotels, um, and of course your your American Express users. Um, but still, the more you know about these programs, the more you can find ways to make it work for yourself. Yeah, and that's a good point in terms of you, you really do want to be a frequent guest in some of these hotels because the other main difference actually, you've just reminded me, is, is in terms of expiry. A lot of these um, frequent guest programs do have very strict expiry rules. So mm. if you don't earn or, or redeem a point within a certain time frame, they, they expire or even if you do, um, they, there's a hard expiry on them. Whereas with... Um, airline programs in Australia, Virgin and um, Qantas are pretty lenient when it comes to expiring. Absolutely. Mm. So, um, I've started collecting points. Like, what what can hotel points actually do for me? What can I redeem them for? Is mm. it just nights in a hotel? Is it upgrades? Is other other benefits to come with them? Yeah. Look, historically, for a very long time, it was just to get that free room. Yeah. Nowadays, um, hotel point uh, programs are morphing into those airline programs where mm. you can yeah you can upgrade um, in, into a, into a better room or a better suite, for example. So, or you might be able to get a free breakfast you know with your points um so there's many other uses within the hotel where you can use your points um but also there's always been an option where um instead of earning uh, uh hotel points you can directly earn airline points instead instead when you're staying at these hotels or even if you do elect to earn hotel points you can then transfer them to airline frequent mm. flyer programs and they're not just Qantas and Virgin in that case you can usually transfer them to many airlines around the world depending on on which um, uh, hotel program you're a member of yep. but that's an, that's another good use for them as well yeah, well I wouldn't say actually I wouldn't say good use <laughs> for them oh, sorry I should say another <laughs> use another for use, them yes. because the transfer rates can actually be quite quite poor mm, yep. absolutely um, so, 
have you had much experience using these hotel points yourself? Yeah. So what I do is um, there's some hotel programs where I will earn points, and there's some where I just would learn to earn. Sorry, elect to earn miles. And and the way I choose that is I usually go the, the brands I stay at the most. You. Uh, uh, usually uh, the IHG, um, Hilton and Acor. And the reason for that is because in Australia and where I stay in the hotels, mm-hmm. there's a lot more of them there. Yeah. So, in those types of hotels, I would elect to, to um, earn points. For what, for hotel chains and brands that I'm only going to stay at once, you know, in, in a blue moon, I will um, elect just to earn the the airline miles directly. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a good strategy to employ because like I said earlier, they do have strict expiry rules in these frequent guest programs. And and if you're staying at a, a hotel chain once a year, uh, you're not going to get much benefit from it. Yeah, so, just go straight to the airline miles. Yeah, brilliant. Um, so, who, who are the, some of the big players in this space? Yeah, look, the biggest one by far now through consolidation is Marriott Bonvoy. So, that was um, Marriott Rewards and Starwood Preferred Guest or SPG. SPG, yep. yep that, was, that was big news when that happened. It was huge news um, because they became the largest um, uh, frequent guest or hotel chain, I should say, and, and subsequently frequent guest program um, in the world. And there's just so many opportunities to, to earn points and, and redeem them as well. And and the good thing about these bigger chains is that there's just a, a whole breadth of of um uh, you know uh, quality I guess in terms of the hotels you want to stay at from the top five star hotels to the to the basic budget you know hotels you'll still be able to earn points maybe at different rates but you'll still be able to earn points and stay within that within that hotel chain mm. so Marriott Bonvoy is a big one there's Hilton Honors yep um, IHG is another big chain um, there's World of Hyatt and in Australia there is um look at the moment they're called Acor the Club Hotels that's going to change to uh, all. I always forget what all stands for. It's um, something life limitless. Must be Acor life limitless. I think it's. it's look, one of the key you were talking about key differences <laughs> is the marketing of these programs. Oh, so very interesting airline, names. Yeah, yeah, with airline programs, they usually relate to flying or or aviation to some extent. You know, Qantas frequent flyer, Velocity frequent flyer, yeah, United flyer, Miles. Yeah. yeah. Whereas with hotels, uh, they could just go wild. Like, you know, <laughs> Hilton Honours, World of Hyatt, Marriott Bonvoy. I don't even know if Bonvoy is actually a word. You think it's, a, I guess, a shortened version of Bon Voyage, I guess, or something like that. But yeah, that's that's a key difference. <laughs> yeah. The marketing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, and do we think that like, given these programs in the market at the moment, um, what do you think of the health of it's like? So obviously, there were some changes that came into play with this, with the big merger of SPG and Marriott. Mm. That I mean, is it still, you know, still worthwhile for the right people to pay attention to these points? Yeah, look, you can always make any program work for you. So um, that tip I gave earlier, I think, is an important one in terms of if you're staying at a hotel that offers you points. You know, you're not going to be able to get a cheaper rate by saying, oh, I don't want to earn these points. So, you, you may as well earn them, right? Mm. So, it's just it's just how you think you're going to best use them. So, if you, you think you will be able to stay at that chain quite a lot and, and, earn, and redeem those points, then it may be worthwhile earning hotel points and redeeming them. If not, there's always those option of, of earning airline miles nearly with every frequent guest program. Yeah. So, just do that and yeah. at least you get some miles. You're not going to get a lot. But you will get something. Yeah. yeah. So on on the point of redemption, so obviously we know with um, with frequent flyer um, miles, 
we're we're really handcuffed to when airlines are releasing seats. So mm. if we want that business class seat, we want that first class seat. We've got to make sure that we're on top of our game to 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 find the availability when we see it, and and just book those flights. Um, is is there a difference with hotel bookings? Is it do you have to wait for certain rooms to come up, or can you really use these points? for the most part, whenever you need to make a booking. Yeah, look, it, it's still the same process. There's still got to be availability. So, mm. if, a, if a hotel is easily able to sell out all their rooms because there might be a major event on in that city, don't expect to have a uh, you know a room <laughs> for free available to yeah. you. Or if there is, it's going to be at some astronomically high points cost. Um, points cost. Because I think that one of the things that, they, that a lot of hotel programs do is that form of dynamic pricing that we haven't seen... Um, in in Australian airline programs, oh, so that, by that I mean that dirty um, dynamic pricing. Yeah, that dirty dynamic pricing. But by that I mean if if the cost of the airfare is going to be normally higher, so all the number of points you need. Um, hotel programs generally do follow that um, mm. to some extent. Um, so uh, look, availability is still going to be um, an issue for you. But at the same time, you've got to remember that especially in the quieter times, it might be easier to find a free hotel room than it is to find a free flight. And the reason for that is that if if, if there's a route that's really not filling up, um, airlines can easily ground a plane or take it off the market, right? Yes. Um, whereas you can't demolish a section of the hotel, you know, <laughs> if it's not selling. So they need to just keep discounting, discounting or, or letting it yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't, be available. You can't, you can't for, just pack up a room yeah. and put it away for the winter. Yeah, that's right. So um, it can generally be easier, um, but it's nothing's guaranteed in terms of using your points for availability yet. Yeah. Um, and uh, as, as we were discussing before, um, it's... You know, in Australia, there's not the same points economy with the hotel points compared to frequent flyer points. But as an Australian, what is some of the best ways for, say, I've chosen a, so let's change that. It's a two-part mm. question. What should be my deciding factor for which of these programs to start earning my points in? And then once I've decided um, that I'm, I'm going after these points for this program and assuming I, I, I travel a decent amount, um, what are some of the best ways to go about earning the points? Mm. Yeah, so in that first question, it, it look at where you travel the most and where you you know your accommodation is the most. Now it might be a repeat city, it could be even a repeat country. So mm. if you use Hilton on as, as an example, if you fly to the United States a lot, well you're going to have a lot of availability in terms of options for hotels within that chain, both along the spectrum of you know the top tier hotels to the budget hotels. There's just a plethora of them in the in the US that and. There's some brands within their chain that just aren't available here in Australia. In Australia, most of the Hilton um, brands are, are on the top tier level. So if, if, you, if you don't usually spend that much for accommodation, Hilton might be the program for you. Um, if you fly to Europe a lot, well, Acor, um, you know, they're European-based, so there's a lot of, of options there, right? Mm. There's quite a, a number of options here domestically in Australia with that hotel chain as well. Um, and IHG Rewards is a lot here. Um, but in some other places, there isn't, you know, as many. So, where you travel to the most, look at which hotel chain offers the greatest variety of hotels. Mm. And I would usually stick with those. Yeah, um, so almost like reverse engineer yeah. that decision point. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're going to be able to earn points and, um, um, you know, and either either through the hotel or, or sweeping them off to the airline. But, you know, that, that should be the choice of, of, of where 
which program you go for. In terms of um, making sure that you earn as many points as you can, firstly, always make sure that you book directly with the hotel. Mm. So many people I've heard at check-in, you know, <laughs> yeah. one lady going, you know, oh, make, can, can you make sure my number's in there and the person behind the desk is going, yeah, but you're not going to earn any points here. And that's because they went through a third-party site. So if you book a hotel through Expedia or another third-party site, yep. then um, it will disqualify you from earning points. And that's a good note because a lot of people yep. won't know that. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I, like, I don't know about yourself when you're traveling, but I'm finding recently that going direct to the hotel can actually be just as good a price, if not better, than some of these third-party comparison sites. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of these hotel chains have recognized that now and they'll do... Um, I, I usually find that they're just as cheap mm. as a lot of the third-party sites. And if there is a difference, nearly all of them will match it. Yeah. So, um, I always go to the source uh, where I can, even with flights, um, because things are just easier when things go wrong. Oh, ab- absolutely. <laughs> um, you don't have to go through another third-party to get something sorted. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So... Obviously, going to the hotel and um, booking directly is, is one method to make sure you're getting the most points there. Are there any other um, uh, tactics to getting to racking up the hotel points? It is harder in Australia, like I said, because we don't have that um, many options outside of actually staying in the mm. hotels to the earn these points. American Express, so a few of their cards are sort of designed for this flexible points programs yeah that's right so any american express card that will sign you up to the american express rewards program so it's usually most of the american express cards outside of those Qantas direct earned ones Mm. um are going to give you the ability to redeem your american express reward points for either hilton honors or marriott bonvoy so that could be a good way Mm -hmm. uh, to earn them as well um but it is quite limited because uh, we don't have those co-branded cards yeah. in, in, in Australia. So, it's just, uh, it's tough. I do expect this will change in time. I was going to ask, do, you, do yep. you think that we will get some of these co-branded cards? I do for a few reasons. One is that, um, you know, Australia's population is growing and as the market as the population grows, the market grows and the viability grows for these programs themselves. But the bigger one is this consolidation that is happening uh, mm. within the industry. So as these chains become bigger and there's more options for Australians to use them, the, the programs will become a lot more um, uh, popular as well. Mm. Uh, which is, you know, anything that gives the end user more option is it, it, you know, it's, it's, yep. it's a benefit. Um, for the most part. Yeah, and I think that name recognition is going to get out there as well. So, um, you know, you'll you'll go to a hotel and then you'll see at the, at the reception desk all these flyers for the program themselves and you sign up, you get the email, you get the promotion and then suddenly people start to become more familiar with them. I think the major problem in Australia has been people just didn't know hotels had their own loyalty programs. And, mm. and, I think a lot, a lot of Australians, they know, you know, they, they know the big airlines and they say Qantas, they know, they might know about Qantas hotels, but mm. Qantas hotels isn't the same as, um, as these other frequent flyer programs. Yeah, so that, other, that's other, right. Other hotel laws programs. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, like with Qantas Hotels, you can you can book um, through them and earn Qantas points. But that's another good point. If you ever book through these other channels, let's say you're a platinum member of Acor. Hmm. If you book an Acor hotel through Qantas Hotels, you will earn Qantas points, but you won't get those benefits of platinum. Yeah, it's interesting because the, the status that comes with uh, some of these these hotel programs can actually be pretty. Um, obviously, you, you need to be staying there a lot to achieve these status levels. But you know, for for all the hotels out there that you think would give you free Wi-Fi, they seem to 
a lot of them are reserving it for uh, people with stats, yeah, I think, which um, is a killer. <laughs> I think they're getting a bit better on that now. They're reserving it for anyone who joins their program. Yeah. So, um, even if you're at the bottom level, you'll get it now. But if you're not a member at all, you won't get free Wi-Fi. That, that's beginning to... It's almost like back in the day when you know bought a car, you had to buy the top range one to get electric windows. Yeah. And then suddenly electric windows are just everywhere, right? I think Wi-Fi is hitting, hitting that hitting that spot now but there are some benefits definitely for the top tier members mm. complimentary breakfast yep. executive lounge access uh, which is like an airline lounge really um, it's but it's lounge usually at the top of most hotels so you get a nice view yep. you get free refreshments or meals even mm-hmm. um, so they're the types of benefits that you get and of course so the complimentary upgrades if, if there's space it's available, room available. Yeah. But so things like that it's a good it's a good point you make around you know just, just signing up for the programs anyway because yep. The, I, I haven't crossed, come across one that has a cost associated with actually signing up. Um, you might not get a huge amount of points for your stay, but a lot of these hotels are actually offering an incentive for you to get into their programs. Yeah, and a lot of the time it, it's things like uh, free Wi-Fi or it could be even a complimentary newspaper. Yeah, um, I've seen complimentary drink on arrival. A complimentary drink on arrival, yeah. Sometimes even late checkout or sometimes that's uh, in, for status members only, but there are times where it can be for I mean, it doesn't, members. It doesn't hurt. No. Um, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're in the habit of getting into these, um, they're signing up to frequent fly programs and other reward programs in general, um, you know, obviously just, just, just sign up. Yeah. The, the thing I used to have problems with when I ended up signing up for quite a number of frequent guest programs is keeping track of making sure my miles didn't expire. Mm. But as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, the way I got around that was for the ones that I just wasn't using much. You just let them expire. You can do, no, you, you can change your preference to, I want to earn miles only. Smart. Yeah. So that way I'm getting something without having to worry about the expiry rules. Yeah. And that's why you're the managing editor, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't let them expire. Yeah. No, don't let them expire. Um, so, are there any like really interesting examples of what people can book with um, hotel points? Look, uh, w- without knowing the exact number, you know, costs and, and, and points required, uh, I know uh, our writer in New Zealand, he, he does a lot of um, um, bookings or redemptions uh, through hotel programs. And... Um, and I've read other readers as well. Uh, you, you can just book uh, some really expensive hotel rooms. It, it's, for... it's, it's amazing some of the hotels that you can book with. Yeah. And so, I did say that a lot of the time, most hotel programs do follow dynamic pricing, but there's still that element of, of the non-dynamic. So, And that usually occurs when... Uh, you know, a hotel is trying to fill up a very empty hotel, mm. but, you know. And so, they will offer these top-tier rooms um, at, at top-tier hotels um, at a relatively discounted rate. So, um, y- you can get good value that way. And I know we have a, a ton of examples on the uh, the Point Hacks websites of either, you know, our writers or some contributing writers that have been through these hotels mm. and booked using their points. Mm. So, we'll they obviously run through... Uh, how many points it costs, how they went about booking them, mm. and, they, and they give a rundown of both the hotel and the room they've managed to mm. stay in. Uh, it's some fantastic reading, and certainly makes me, uh, mm. <laughs> make me just like if I'm sitting in a in a in a in a, in a lower hotel reading the article, I'm like, oh <laughs> man, I wish I'd uh, I wish I'd gotten that. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes they do provide some very good offers for redemptions, but um, uh, and sometimes you get these anomalies in terms of classification of hotels. So. Uh, you know, with airlines, it's usually distance-based or, or zone-based or something like that to determine the number of points you need. With hotels, it, it's a, a classification or a rating and, and 
that usually the higher the rating, the more top tier the hotels are. But sometimes there can be anomalies. Like you just think, why is that a rating seven? This one's not. And and a lot of the time it's got to do with the the actual the market or the macroeconomics of a particular city as mm. well and how much competitors they have and everything like that. So it starts to get, you know, it's very revenue management style. I, I did work at Hilton for a while and I got to talk to the revenue manager a bit so I know how some of these things work. Yeah. And uh, yeah, all those factors come into yeah, it. So there's in definitely a few, there's a few sweet spots that are there yeah. in the space. But again, pointhacks.com.au, there's, there's a, a plethora of reviews and guides up there yeah. on this topic. Yeah. Um, now, uh, just to finish off, is there any other tips and advice that you'd, you'd give to the audience? Well, my main one is the one I've, I've probably said it twice so it doesn't hurt to bear repeating though and that is always sign up for these frequent guest programs if you're going to stay at one where you can earn points mm-hmm. and just make that decision am i going to stay enough to make um to earn hotel points and, and use them for redemptions on hotel rooms or or should i just um transfer them. You transfer transfer them or earn directly with the airline themselves through mm. and so I, I mean i've got a mate of mine who says to me that he always just um elects airline miles and the reason for that is because he sometimes will stick with a particular chain but not always and go to another chain or he might book through uber uh, not uber sorry <laughs> airbnb um and uh, you know other other uh, you know ways to, to to book accommodation as well so Qantas hotels yeah expedia whatever so um um Yes, and the other major tip is if you are going to book through a third-party site like Expedia, just know that you're not going to get any points. So yeah, always always do your don't do that unless it's a really cheap, really good deal, um, and, yeah, and or, the hotel doesn't match. Or always yeah. good to to go to yeah. the hotel ask yeah. if they'll match because at the end of the day, you know if if you book through Expedia, the hotel yeah. is going to get less than the ticket price. That's just how it, how the those websites work so well. Um, yeah, so yeah. If you can make it work to you, go direct to the hotel and see if they'll match. Yeah, and I guess a lesser important tip because this is for, for very niche um, people listening to this podcast, if they do have an American Express Platinum card, that card does come up with um, a lot of um, status benefits uh, with the hotel true. joint Absolutely. chains. So always make sure then that you have to, usually to get those uh, um, benefits, you have to book directly with the hotel. So uh, like I was saying earlier, if you go through Qantas Hotels, uh, those benefits of Platinum and that usually don't get carried through. Yeah, which is very, it's a very good point to note mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, the, your entryway into these hotels does make a difference and it does make a difference to the, the way you're going to earn points and you know what points you can earn down um, through from that stay. Um, I think with points, uh, this is true for, for points in general, yeah. it all comes down to how much attention you want to pay to it. Yeah. You know, if you want to be that person, if, you, if you, you can get, say, you know, 80% of the value out there by, um, by doing the basics and then it's that getting that next extra level requires more and more attention. If, yeah. You know, your focus is on frequent flyer points over hotel points and you're more likely going to spend your time and energy looking at that. Yep. And it all comes down to personal circumstance as well. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, look, personally, I, I'm, I'm earning a number of points through Marriott Bonvoy. Um, ideally, I'd love to... Um, you know, redeem them for one of those, you know, overwater bungalow things somewhere in Bora Bora. Um, that would be um, that would be uh, something I'm working towards. Yeah. Well, you know, when, when you do um, get into that bungalow over the water, yes, uh, we'll make sure that we uh, we we get you back to to tell us how you did all it, about it. Uh, yeah, and get some yeah. pictures up on the website. Yeah, but, um, but Dan, thanks for coming and thanks for uh, chatting us through hotel points. <laughs> no worries, thanks, Dave. That's it for today's episode of Points of View, the Point Hacks podcast. Remember to visit pointhacks.com.au for more frequent flyer deals, guides, and tips. I'm David Walsh, and don't forget to subscribe.